Hey, this is Pastor Steve Berger with This Is That, where we bring biblical clarity to cultural chaos. We want to thank you for listening today. And remember, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or to this podcast so you don't miss another episode. God bless you. We pray that this is a blessing for you today. We are now in part five of our series that we started called This Fabulous Fear. Now, I'm super excited about this episode because we've reached the part where I'm going to validate the claim I made when we first started. And here's what it is. Walking in the fear of the Lord produces the life and the blessing that we are all looking for. I'm going to give you so many scriptures on the blessing that the fear of the Lord gives you over the next several episodes. Man, these I, I want you to look at these as prescriptions. You know, a prescription is something that I've been using for years, and it's just like it's using the word of God, the scriptures, as a prescription for spiritual health and vitality. So I call them prescriptions. I'm going to give you so many prescriptions about the blessing and the goodness of God that comes from fearing him. Man, it's going to make you want to fear the Lord more and more and more every single day of your life, okay? Now, let's start with our first one. Here we are, Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. How great, the psalmist said, is your goodness. It is a great goodness, beloved, that God has laid up for those who what? Who fear him. It's a great goodness. Now, it's great in size and it's great in variety. He has a whole lot of really good stuff as we're going to see as we go through this. I call this great goodness the multifaceted extravagant goodness of God. The multifaceted extravagant goodness of God is this great goodness that he has for those who fear him. And so again, the fear of the Lord, it is it is the access point that allows us to experience the goodness of God that knows no bounds, that 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 it isn't it isn't a stingy goodness, it's not a limited goodness. It is a great goodness. It is multifaceted and it is extravagant. Now, I want to move into Um, talking about the blessing of God. Listen to me now, the blessing of God that comes on our families. And you might go, well, Steve, I'm not married and I don't have kids. Well, listen to me, get ready and listen to these things so that you know how to operate in the fear of the Lord. So that if God blesses you with a family and blesses you with children, you'll know what to expect from the fear of the Lord and what it'll produce in your family. So I want you to listen. If you've got a family, if you're a married man or married woman, you've got children and listen to this. Man, this is such rich stuff. This is promises from God, what he'll do for us if we fear him. Psalm 112 verses one through three. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house 
and his righteousness will endure forever. I love the simplicity of the first part of this. Happy, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. What's that blessing look like? It is the multifaceted, extravagant goodness of God. What does he promise? That his descendants will be mighty on the earth. This man that that the psalmist is describing, this man's fear for God touches his children positively and positions and empowers them to become mighty on the earth. You see, friends, fearing God, it produces a godly legacy. It causes multi-generational blessing to happen. It's not just going to be good for you right now. Moms, dads, listen to me. It's going to be good for your children and your children's children. They are going to have an inheritance because you fear God. Now, I want to give you this example. I found this years and years and years ago. And um, when I'm talking about this, I always like to bring this up because it, it, it brings us such a, a real picture of this generational goodness of God for those that fear the Lord and the trouble that comes from not fearing the Lord. So years ago, we'll just say the middle 1700s for a, a, a generalization. There's a guy who lives in New York City. His name is Max Jukes. And he didn't believe in Christ. He wasn't a Christian. He didn't go to church, none of that stuff. He refused to take his children to church. Even when they asked him to go, he refused. Max Jukes had 1,026 descendants. Listen to this. 300 of them were sent to prison for an average of 13 years. 190 of them were, were prostitutes. 680 of them were admitted alcoholics. So far, and again, these are in mid-1700 dollars, his family cost the state in excess of four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. They made no contribution to society. They cost society. They were a wreck. They 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 contributed to the the ills of society. Now, let's compare Max Jukes to Jonathan Edwards, the famous preacher here in the United States of America, who arguably preached the most famous sermon that has ever been preached in America called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Listen to Jonathan Edwards. He lived in the same state at the same time as Max Jukes. Listen to this. Of course, Jonathan Edwards loved the Lord. He saw that his children were in church every Sunday. He was raising them up in the fear of the Lord as he walked in the fear of the Lord. He served the Lord to the the, the best of his ability. Nobody could argue that. Now listen to his descendants. He had 929 descendants. Of these, 430 of them were ministers of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 86 became university professors. 13 became university presidents. 75 of his descendants authored books. Five were elected to the United States Congress and two to the U.S. Senate. One was vice president of this nation. His family never cost the state one cent, but has contributed immeasurably to the life and plenty and blessing of this land. What a contrast. Here's Max Jukes, who's not only not a God-fearer, he's a God-less man. And his family 
total losers, man. I mean, just, I hate saying that, but the, what else do you call that? Just total delinquents of society. And then here's Jonathan Edwards, a man of God who feared God, who taught his children to fear God. And what, what did it produce? It produced what the scripture promised, generational goodness, generationally, the multifaceted extravagant goodness of God. And it was because Jonathan made a decision to fear God that that spilled into his children, spilled through his children for generations to come. They were mighty on the earth indeed. Now, what else does it promise? That wealth and riches will be in his house. I'm not, I'm not afraid of this, friends, to tell you that this is a promise of God. I know the whole prosperity gospel thing's gotten out of whack and you know, people try to use God like their divine butler because they just want to get wealthy. And I'm not talking about that. But what the scripture is talking about and promising to those of us who fear God are that wealth and riches would be in our house. Provision for us. We can count on God doing that for us. Financial blessing. It's all in the scripture. He goes on and says, the man that fears God, his righteousness would endure forever. His righteousness is never going to fail. It's never going to be forgotten. It is forever enduring. Again, a living legacy well after the person who fears the Lord goes to heaven, just like we saw in Jonathan Edwards' case. This is the multifaceted, extravagant goodness of God to those who fear the Lord. It touches you and it touches your children for generations to come. I believe that. I've seen that. Now, let me give you a little more, a few more prescriptions on family blessing. This is Psalm 115, verses 13 through 15. The scripture promises that God will bless those who fear the Lord, as we've seen, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Blessing comes to those who fear God. You can't dispute it. And he says here, what distinguishes this a little bit from the previous scripture and others that we'll look at, here I love it, he says, both small and great. You know what that tells me, friends? It tells me that God's multifaceted, extravagant goodness, it knows no prejudice. Whoever you are, whatever your name might be, regardless of your size or stature or frame or nationality, whatever, it doesn't matter. You are a candidate for the blessing of God, for the multifaceted, extravagant goodness of God, if you'll fear God, both small and great. It doesn't matter. It knows no limits. The goodness of God will penetrate and permeate your life no matter who you are, and it'll be mind-blowing in what it does for you. It's going to bless you and increase you, cause you to increase more and more. And again, not just you, but what does he say? You and your children. Happy, blessed, and increasing man and woman of God and their children, regardless of their stature or where they came from. Man, so when I look at the blessing of God and what it does, I'm just telling you, I'm not willing to compromise such an ongoing glorious reward for shallow, temporal, fleshly, sinful, godless living. I'm not willing to sacrifice it. See, people forget 
that fearing God, it produces everything that you want. And then they give themselves over, what? To temporary, fleshly, carnal, sinful stuff. And they get this short little spurt of of sinful pleasure, and then it wreaks havoc on their family. You see, when I look at the blessing of God and and how it comes to me as a result of fearing God, there's no way I'm going to stop fearing God. There's no way I'm going to stop remembering the goodness of God. I'm just not going to do it. And if we would have more of that mindset, friends in us, and listen, I'm I'm nothing special. I, I got my own struggles and my own weaknesses without question. But what I'm telling you is, if we'll keep the fear of God in front of us, it's going to produce things for us that we long for. And as we experience more and more and more of those things that we long for, it's going to cause us to fear God more and more and more. It's going to cause us to see evil and to see sin for what it is and to cause us to depart from it and to hate it and say, man, I'm not willing to compromise or sell out on this at all. Let me give you some more. Psalm 128 verses one through six. I love this. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you're going to be happy and it's going to be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children will be like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. And he says, peace be upon Israel. Blessed, the scripture promises, is everyone who fears the Lord. Everyone is everyone. Again, it's small and great. It knows no bounds. Happy are you when you eat the labor of your hands. What's he saying? He's saying, man, that there's satisfaction when you fear God and when you experience his blessing. There's satisfaction that comes with that. You're going to be happy when you eat the labor of your hands. He goes on and says, it's going to be well with you. It's going to be well with you. There's not going to be sorrow for being blessed. There's not going to be sorrow. I love the book of Proverbs says that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich or wealthy and God adds no sorrow to it. Friends, listen, if God has blessed you and prospered you because you've feared him and walked in his ways and loved his commandments, God's not the one who's causing you to feel guilt or shame about being blessed and prospered. That's the enemy. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. I love it. The blessing of God, it'll be well with you. No sorrow for being blessed. He goes on and says to the husbands, your wife will be like a fruitful vine. When you fear God, when you walk in his ways, when you do what he tells you to do as a husband, your wife is going to be like a fruitful vine, life-giving, healthy, vibrant, nurtured, protected. She's going to be secure in her husband's love. She's going to grow in the grace of God. Husband, man of God, listen to me. Does that sound good to you? You're looking for a wife that's like a fruitful vine? Good. Then you start fearing God. You start doing what he says. You start loving his ways as it relates to you being a husband and giving your life for your wife. You start loving her life like Christ loves the church, and you're going to see your wife become a fruitful vine. 
He said, your children are going to be like olive plants filled with health and hope and the potential to bear lasting fruit. Again, they'll be mighty on the earth and your children. They're going to be around your table. I love this. Unified. Families that are unified, that are around the table together. They have intimate closeness between all family members. No division, no separation, no heartache. No, man around the table together, unified, blessed, fruitful. Man, this comes as we fear God. And then he says, you're going to be able to see your children's children. You see, again, it's a legacy, man. It's a legacy, fearing God. It goes for you right now. It produces for you right now. And it produces through you for generations to come. All right, let me give you one last quick one. Jeremiah 32, verses 38 through 40. Are you ready? Here we go. God says, they shall be my people and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart in one way that they may, what? Fear me forever. See, God says, I'm going to do this stuff in you so that it'll cause you to fear him even more. And as you fear him more, he blesses you more. So he said, I'm going to do this for them that they may fear me forever for the good of them, listen to this, and their children after them. And I'll make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from doing them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. Beloved, again, over and over Fear leads to the goodness of God for us and for our children after us. God's not going to stop doing good to us. He promised he would never stop doing good to us. And then that fear, what does it do again? It leads to stability and security in your family. Man, again, when I experience what it brings, I'm choosing to stay right there in the fear of the Lord not departing from God, not being tempted and wooed away by the, the temporal, carnal, fleshly temptations of this world. Uh-uh, I'm not gonna sell out the everlasting, eternal goodness and blessing of God on me and the generations that come after me for some temporary nonsense. I'm not gonna do it. So, man of God, woman of God, let me ask you a question. What is it that's keeping you from walking in the fear of the Lord and experiencing his multifaceted extravagant goodness in your family? What is it? Is it a root of bitterness? Is it pride? Is it contention? Is it an unrepentant spirit? What is it that's, that's causing you to not walk in the fear of the Lord, to humble yourself, to obey to love his ways. What is it that's keeping you from walking in the fear of the Lord as it relates to your family? Do business with God and get it fixed. Get it fixed so that you can see God's goodness on your family, so that you can see that the fear of the Lord does indeed produce goodness for you and your entire household. Make whatever adjustments you need to make and see the goodness of God be part of your life as you walk in the fear of the Lord. All right, God bless you. We love you. Can't wait to see you next time as we continue to unpack more of the multifaceted, extravagant goodness of God 
because of this fabulous fear. God bless you. We love you. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen.